This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay. Since there's been an international investigation launched, I feel like I need to comment, okay? Um, Did Harry Styles spit hawk-a-loogie on Chris Pine? (laughs) If you have not seen the video, uh, you need to watch it because you'll watch it more than once. Because I believe, now I... I have not watched it as many times as I've watched, I don't know, the Zapruder film, uh, you know, Who Killed Kennedy. Uh, But I have watched it multiple times trying to gauge Chris Pine's reaction. Uh, Styles sitting down. It looks like to me. That's just me. That could have been an accident. I'm not saying that uh, Harry did it on purpose, but I do believe that he spit on Chris Pine's glasses. I don't think it made it to Chris. Because if you watch the video, Chris is sitting there. And Chris, by the way, I don't know if he's getting ready for his next part. I know we're out promoting the Don't Worry Darling at the Venice Film Festival. And he's looking a little, I don't know. He just didn't look like Chris Pine to me. There's a couple of shots where it's like, is that really Chris Pine? Okay. All right. That's fine. So Harry sits down. Plus, Harry sits down. He's got the long collars that stick out. You know, the tips of the collars that stick out. It's fine. You know, it's it's Harry's look. I got it. But the one collar is underneath the lapel of his jacket as he sits down, drives me insane. Somebody needs, I wish Chris would have just reached over and, you know, popped it out. And maybe that's why Harry spit on him because he didn't fix the collar. I don't know. But it looks like, you know, when Harry sits down, Chris is clapping because Harry was over doing his thing. And he sets his glasses down between his legs and starts to clap and then looks down like, bro. Because Harry goes to sit down and leans over Chris and it looks like (laughs) spits down in between and hits his glasses because he kind of looks down like, bro. And then he continues to clap. So there's no fight. I believe the Pine people have denied it said it's not that way and i guess they don't want to be a fight starter so what are they going to say no i think in the back room chris is like you bastard what do you think you're doing spitting at me like that and harry's like it was you know it was just a mistake i was just goofing around trying to get a rise out of you it was just a joke so i don't know we'll see what happens could be you know international implications between harry styles and chris pine did Harry Styles hawk a loogie on Chris Pine? <laughs> the world is watching. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So yesterday we talked about uh, Artemis 1 and, uh, you know, rolling it back to uh, get it fixed and when it was going to take off. Now it looks like it's still sitting on the pad. I don't know what's happening. They're saying, I don't know what they're doing. They're saying they're, they're repairing it. They're working on it and they're going to do it at the pad. 
They set up an enclosure around the work area to protect the hardware from the weather. And, you know, they, they're they enabling the engineers to test uh, the repair under cryogenic and super cold conditions. Performing the work at the pad also allows teams to gather as much data as possible to understand the cause of the issue. Oh, okay. I mean, I thought they were rolling it back in because they've got the other rocket. They've got Elon blasting off people to the space station to pick up the trash and bring it back here in the middle of the month so i don't know if they've got a window to launch it with their availability there might be two clouds in the sky in the next couple of days and they won't be able to launch so i'm not sure what's happening i I would i would venture to say because originally they said it was they thought it was a sensor that was an issue so it was like the check engine light came on and I'm willing to say, you know, if uh, Artemis 1, you're ready to take off on the countdown, 10, 9, hey, my check engine light came on. Okay, we'll go ahead and pause. You know, if I have the check engine light come up on my Volkswagen bug, I'm continuing to drive. I'm pulling out of the driveway with that bad boy. But you probably shouldn't do that with a rocket from NASA. But, you know, that's just me. So we'll see uh, what happens with Artemis 1. I mean, they want this thing to take off bad. They claim safety the issue is most important we've got to do this we're launching mannequins into space so it's important and uh we've got the other one going up next year with actual uh astronauts and then we're going to go up in another two or four years and land on the moon again so we got this to look forward to but they're working on it at the pad so okay if that's what you think former senator Head of NASA, Bill Nelson. I was in Florida, just as a side note, when he was senator. Anyway, Kim Kardashian in Interview Magazine. Now, I love Interview Magazine. I used to subscribe to it when, uh, what's his face? You know, Andy Warhol. Uh, he was a uh, interview magazine. He's the one that founded it, started. It was awesome. I used to subscribe to it. It was really big. It was, I just enjoyed all the, uh, artsy fartsy stuff out of New York. And that's the way the mag was. So now it's, uh, it's mostly online, but I believe they still do have the actual magazine, but it's not like, it's not like the days of grandeur when Andy was around. But anyway, Kim Kardashian is on the cover and they're making the big picture. If you haven't seen Kim, uh, she is uh, the cover is her with her new blonde look and completely blonde uh, eyebrows all of it it doesn't show that so quit looking at me like well, do everything I'm guessing I mean if I'm Kim yes is the answer but I don't know that for a fact but they show her uh, in a blue jean jacket with a jock strap wearing a jock strap which I'm kind of a fan of and uh, in blue jeans, drop down below the rear end, wide open. Uh, again, I think I'm kind of a fan. Uh, that's Kim on the cover. And then there's a few other pictures of Kim with, uh, you know, the pants pulled down and showing off the jock strap. And, you know, I, I'm looking at him. Okay, no, okay I'm, I'm a fan. But the interview is my favorite. Uh, the interview an interview is uh is my favorite uh she is uh she's amazing i i mean that with every ounce of 
Amazing. Now, her one answer to climate change is awesome because it's her way of saying F you. I don't give a crap about your climate change. I'm flying in my private jets. I'm riding in these big old cars. Okay, I got things to do, places to go, people to see. Okay, don't talk to me about your You can talk to me. Never mind. I mean, you can't talk to me about it. And I care. Yeah, I just don't care that much. Okay, I love it. And it talked about her schedule and, you know, how she, uh, her her schedule of, uh, yeah, so I'm on that, you know, health kick. And uh, she said, well, it's called an acai ball. Is it acai, right? A-C-A-I, right? It's not acai or acai, it's acai. Acai bowl. I call it a little smoothie bowl. Just with some fresh coconut and fresh fruit like bananas, peaches, mangoes. I put protein in it and granola and then hot tea with almond milk. Now, the guy interviewing her, Ottenberg, from interview, is agonizing. Uh, You know, yum. (laughs) Okay, thanks. So he goes, uh, Kim, I love tea in the morning. Ottenberg, I love tea as well. I have a th- I have had three already today. Uh, all right, Kim. So it's eleven a.m. Uh, and you're getting your hair done. What's Kim's day like before and after doing your American Dream interview over Zoom? Now I just want to step pause here for just a second. Okay, I want to be clear that more than two years ago, it's twenty twenty two, so almost three years ago, chewing the fat started. And I started with my American Dream segment. Now, every network has their American Dream segment. So I just like to say you're welcome. All right? You are welcome, all of you, for the American Dream idea. Thank you. You know, I don't want to say thank you. You're welcome. All right? So um, Kim says, well, I woke up and I worked out. And then I dropped off my kids at day camp. And I'm shooting a little content for Skin. That's her company. S K K N. Although she's already done the after this interview is post picks for interview, and I figured out how to do some voiceovers on reels, and then I'm you think she'd already know how to do that, but okay. Uh, then I'm going to record an episode of my podcast. I'm doing a true crime podcast on Spotify. Unbelievable. So Ottenberg, uh, wait, are you a true crime junkie like me? Kim, oh my God, yeah, I'm obsessed. I had to stop watching Dateline and all those shows when I was studying in law school, Ottenberg, because then it felt like work. Yeah, and then I have two-hour study session, and then I have to go do voiceovers for the new Paw Patrol movie. I just got a busy day. I got a busy day, Ottenberg. Amazing. Kim. And that's as far as I've looked at my schedule. That's it, though. I haven't looked at my schedule. I passed that, you know, after my after my Paw Patrol voiceover session. <laughs> okay, as a true crime Ottenberg, as a true crime junkie, I can ask, what is this podcast about? Well, it's called the System. The first season is about a really crazy case where a guy got the death sentence for a triple homicide that happened in Ohio. There are so many twists and turns and how it was handled or mishandled, and we take the listener along for a journey in search of the truth. Riveting. 
riveting. I mean, it's called the system with Kim. I hope, I, I so want the guy to have gotten the death penalty and be dead at the end. That's the system. The end. But probably not. Ottenberg. Wow. Oh, we'll get to some other stuff. But I think that connects with that in a minute. Uh, I had another question I really wanted to ask you. Let's pretend for a second that you're not famous. And you've got the day off. What are you doing? (laughs) Kim, well... I'm going out looking for a little BDE. No, she didn't say that. But that's my answer for Kim. But her... <laughs> now, Ottenberg is agonizing from interview. Uh, he, she talks about uh, going to law school and, uh, you know, she's working on uh, studying civil procedure and criminal procedure right now. So it's just understanding the process of how Roe v. Wade got overturned. It's fascinating and scary. Ottenberg, Absolutely. We can all agree it's a really scary time in America. Can we? Can we? Okay. I mean, yes, I guess we can. Never mind now that I think about it. Um, You're right, Ottenberg. Okay, I'll leave you alone on that. You're right. We can't agree on that. It's a scary time. Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court, and now same-sex marriage is in jeopardy, too. Is it? Is it? Come on, now. That's all. I mean, is it really in jeopardy gay marriage uh i don't think so mel ottenberg what do you want me to call you mel or just ottenberg uh mr ottenberg's fine i don't know what your pronouns are so i could get in trouble is do we honestly believe gay marriage is in trouble now in america uh the answer to that is no but you want us to believe that it's okay so kim answers mel just seeing how far our country has progressed and to to then see it regress it's really scary to think that gay marriage is in jeopardy it is scary to think that because it's not (laughs) Uh, if a court could decide what a woman does with her body and it also puts having children through surrogacy the things that i've been through in jeopardy i've always believed people should live their lives exactly how they want to so it's really just scary to see all this happening any thoughts on how to fight back him never spot, stop speaking your truth and never stop fighting for what you believe in i think it's so important to use your voice and speak out and i do think that's effective what you've done to get people who are unjustly convicted of crimes out of prison is so admirable where did that come from Kim, I don't know. I just went. I needed the press, and I needed something to do, and uh, you know. So I just, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I, I don't get it. How did this happen? She needed a better attorney. I really don't know. So I educated myself about it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, got it, Kim. We got it. So then let's talk a little global warming. This is my favorite because this is where Kim tells everybody to f off. Have a nice day. Uh, one more serious question from Mel. And thank you for sharing that because it's really fascinating. Of course, yeah. Global warming. It's actually insane. There are fires in the south of France. The tarmac is melting in England. Do you feel like you do anything to combat and prevent that? I don't think I do that much, to be honest. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. 
Kim. I believe in climate change, and I believe that anything can help. But I also believe in being realistic, and I think sometimes there's so much to worry about on this planet, and it can be really scary to live your life with anxiety. I have super climate change involved friends, and I love learning from them. I do what I can, but you have to pick and choose what really works for you in your life. Between the lines, F you, okay? I'm still flying in my private jets, <laughs> okay? I got it, all right? I love you. You go ahead and preach to me all you want. I know that you're all super climate change involved, but uh, I'm still flying in my private planes. Okay. I got things to go. I got things to do, people to see. Oddenberg. Yeah. He's riveting. This guy. From interview. He's obviously, yeah, I think he's their head guy, too. I mean, you're not just letting anybody interview Kim. Kim then, after that, says, No one's going to be 100% perfect. <laughs> Which means, back off me. All right? I do what I can. <laughs> so, and then they go on and on and on. But it just, uh, you can read the article in the interview if you want. Go ahead. I mean, it's all you. I mean, I, I live there. And then um, she talks about being with Kanye and Pete you know, and what's happening with that. And she asked if she ever gets starstruck anymore. Mel asked her, do you ever get starstruck? And Kim said, oh my God, you know, that's so crazy. I used to. And I'm really good at hiding it. Are you? But I don't anymore. Is that sad? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's sad. Everyone is just normal now. I get it. Okay, Kim, I'm curious. Uh, you were always like, for a girl with no talent, I've come really far. Let's get it on the record. What is your talent? Kim. Yeah, people used to say that, and I'm like, do I need to be an effing circus animal? Yes, that's what you are. Okay? Post it on Instagram and be the circus animal. Ottenberg. No. Kim. I think it came from people saying, what are you famous for? And I'm like, well, I have a TV show. But just because we're not singing and dancing and acting on the show doesn't mean that fame didn't come from that. But then I could write that as a hashtag, not bad for a girl with no talent, because people used to be like, well, what do you do? What's your talent? And I'm like, didn't know I needed one. I mean, I could give you a, a million effing talents. I could cook well, use my toes for anything. Okay, that's two. That's not a million. Okay, but she can cook really well. She can use her toes for anything. I'm a fan, but I'm just saying that's, that's not a million. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think it's a bit of magic and business savvy. Maybe it's talent. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Then he asked her about what she wanted the Wikipedia, you know, to say. The first sentence in your Wikipedia page says Kim Kardashian is an American socialite, model, media personality, and businesswoman. If you had to rewrite that today, what would it say? Looking for BDE, baby. No, it doesn't, she didn't say that. I don't really care what people think of me or say about me. I mean, model, that's funny. But I would just say more of a business side because that's all I really cared about. <laughs> 
and it's worked out well for her too by the way uh hopefully one day it can say lawyer and mother i think those are the most important roles do you but uh and she goes on i i so it's 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 i don't even look at my wikipedia page so i don't really care ottenberg how about she's a businesswoman she's an icon she's changed the world she's a lawyer she's a mother I'll let you say it. I just did. <laughs> oh, so much fun. <laughs> and it goes on before they wind it down. Anyway, that's <laughs> all of that for my favorite reason. It makes me love Kim Kardashian. No, not the can do anything with the toes thing. Although, but is the uh, telling people to F off on climate change. I love that because I care. I do care about you. And your silly little climate change thing going on over there, but not enough to stop using my plane. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So good. So I see we're wrapping up Burning Man. It's all wrapped up, traffic backed up, backed up for hours, they're saying. It was like 10, some reports were, I mean, in the teens of hours backed up on the interstate, uh, leaving Black Rock City. Others were, you know, it took them eight hours. So the gas stations were running out of gas. People didn't have anything. I hope, uh, this is just me thinking out loud, I hope the people out at Burning Man, like my man Sharky, we're supposed to talk to, we're going to get a recap of what happened at Burning Man. I want to know it all uh because i told you i always want i always feel like i wanted to go to burning man and then i'm kind of glad i didn't but i always kind of feel like i want to so we're going to live vicariously through one person who went to burning man this year but i hope being if you're locked up in traffic out there in the middle of the desert i hope you you know had your raycons in you were at least able to listen to whatever you wanted to listen to leaving black rock city because uh you know i've been listening to i've been listening i I haven't listened to the kim kardashian podcast yet because i don't think it's available yet but i'll be waiting for it because she's putting that together for spotify (laughs) congratulations kim on uh on your new podcast on spotify what's the name of it again oh yeah the system yeah so i'll be looking forward to that but and i'll be listening to it wearing my raycons uh hello no doubt about it so uh Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. You get the optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds, I mean, are so comfortable. I, I put them in, they don't budge, and they will not fall out. And I, I forget I have them in. And I'm walking around, and it's kind of nice sometimes because people think you're listening to stuff, you know, like my children. And they think I've got my headphones on, so I'm listening to something, and they don't talk to me. So, man can use that to your advantage if you want they're priced just right you get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands and it's no wonder raycon's everyday earbuds are have over fifty thousand five star reviews uh you know you can get all the five star reviews you want at half the price of other premium auto brands audio brands uh that's what you fall in love with i mean the customizable sound profiles are cool uh, you have the earbud tap functions, the noise isolation and awareness modes. I mean, I love my Raycons, and you 
will love them as well. Go to buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. Go there today. Get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash Jeffy to score 15% off. B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N. D-O-T-C-O-M. S-L-A-S-H. J-E-F-F-Y. <laughs> buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. Duh. We did get some sad news yesterday, though. Uh, so you might want to get a tissue ready. Uh, Justin Bieber uh, canceled the rest of his world tour. I told you that you needed your tissue, okay? Uh, he wrote on Instagram, uh, exhaustion has taken over. <sighs> I was playing in Brazil, and I just I just couldn't anymore. I just couldn't do it. I'm, I'm just exhausted. So after... Resting and consulting with my doctors, family, and team. I went to Europe in an effort to continue the tour, and I performed six live shows, but it took a real toll on me. So I performed at Rock and Rio, and I gave everything I have to the people of Brazil, and that was just enough. And there were 68 shows left, and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't. Uh, France, Austria, UK, Germany, screw off. Okay, I'm exhausted. You don't get to see me. <laughs> now you can make the case that it was more, you know, he didn't have, he was just exhausted. It didn't have anything to do with his Ramsey Hunt syndrome where he had half his face, uh, you know, frozen or, uh, you know, paralyzed. So uh, that we had that issue. A lot of people were saying that that had something to do with the, with the, uh, the vaccine. Shut up. <laughs> My gosh. Kind of sick people are you, and so uh, wasn't the wife sick too from the vaccine? Anyway, yeah, don't don't bog me down with that vaccine talk. And so I love people who are saying that he was just truly exhausted. Now some would say perhaps that the sixty-eight shows left uh, weren't seeing any numbers, and people were like, oh, I don't really want to see Justin anymore. His tickets are too expensive. We're not going to go see him. So. Never mind. And Justin took a look at the numbers and went, wow, am I exhausted? <laughs> uh, yes, I am. I'm just going to go ahead and cancel the rest of this tour, okay? So anyway, either way, whatever whatever was the case, uh, he has canceled the rest of his world tour. So those of you listening in any of those countries that were left for Justin, they're in uh, Austria, where else? Where the heck was it? Was he was supposed to finish his tour up? France, Austria, UK, and Germany. Uh, you're out of luck. Sorry. Uh, buy the album. Follow him on Instagram. Cry me a river. Okay? That's pretty much what Justin told you. Oh, I see uh, where uh, my man, uh, Alec. <laughs> Do you know? No, I didn't say Baldwin. That doesn't, it doesn't happen. I have to say the full name for the gunshot. Take that back. No, that. So he is uh, the family of the fallen U.S. Marine. Riley McCullough has refiled their lawsuit against the actor for defamation in New York, according to the complaint filed. Uh, Riley's widow and Riley's sister 
sisters are seeking $25 million in damages. Good. I hope they get it from him. I mean, this is the same thing that uh, Alex Jones is under fire for. Uh, they accused Baldwin. I think I could say his last name. Wait, I got to read, read. Wait, we got to stop for the rules for just a second now. So when I say his first name, if I say Alec, and then if I say his whole name, Alec Baldwin, no, you don't get the, the gunshot. Yeah, thank you. You just get the gunshot with the full name. But if I say Baldwin, I think I'm clean. So back off. So anyway, uh, he called, uh, allegedly, I mean, we saw the video, uh, called Royce an insurrectionist after she posted a photo of a crowd of protesters in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. While she was present at the January 6th demonstration, she did not take part in, nor did she support or condone the rioting that erupted. Baldwin plainly ignored Royce's denial of rioting and the assertion that she was cleared by the FBI for participating in any of the conduct Baldwin chose to falsely attribute to her via his massive following. That's right. I mean, he said, uh, tough. And she claims that Alex comments resulted in severe emotional distress for the plaintiffs. There you go. Good. I know the online fundraiser was started on behalf of his widow. And Alec sent a check for $5,000. Of course, he had to talk about it. I mean, he wouldn't just send the $5,000. That would just wouldn't be, wouldn't be right, would it, Alec Baldwin? Why did he get to the both? However, uh, you know, once he found that out, uh, Mr. Baldwin, uh, protested and responded and said, I don't think so. Your activities resulted in the unlawful destruction of government property, the death of a law enforcement officer, and an assault on a certification of a presidential election. I reposted your photo. Good luck. Wow. I mean, Alec is such a douche. Such a douche. But if he wants to talk to me, he can reach out to me, com. Happy to talk to him. I would love to talk to Alec Baldwin. And I promise, I promise across my heart that if he comes on, that I won't, I will cancel the bit. Okay, I will cancel the bit. Because the bit, you know, started when he accidentally killed a person, (laughs) wounded another person on set of rust. It was all an accident. The gun should not have fired. In fact, he said he didn't pull the trigger. The trigger it just it just fired out of nowhere. Sure, you know, they've tested it and said it's probably impossible for something like that to happen, but you know, we believe you. So we'll see. So he brought these people down and he continued uh his post continued with screenshots including uh, uh I did some research I found on IG about this woman. Uh Royce is the brother. One of the men was killed in Kabul. I offered to send the sister-in-law some dollars for her late brother uh, as a tribute to a fallen soldier. Then I find this. Truth is stranger than fiction. Wow. So, I mean, they're suing him for all of that. And I hope they get it. I hope they do. Uh, I, for $25 million, write a check, Alec Baldwin. <laughs>
Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op, by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. Okay, as you know, I am a fan of Sheriff Grady Judd in Polk County, Florida. Uh, I've been a fan of his for many years, and I think he's one of the best, if not the best, sheriff in the country in Polk County. However, I may have to reach out to Grady because I want to know. It's time to perhaps, I don't know, legalize prostitution Something. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know. There's all kinds of jokes with that, I know. But, so, last Thursday, uh, uh, Polk County Sheriff's Office detectives arrested this Jason DePrima of Kingston, Georgia, for soliciting a prostitute. All right, so he's employed, and he's in trouble. He's going to lose his gig. He's a deputy chief of police of administration in Cartersville, so, I mean, you think of police, you think of Cartersville. But, I mean, that's a job. You know, I mean, he's a policeman, and he's in Cartersville, Georgia. And he's so he's down in Orlando. He's at an event uh, in Orlando, the American Polygraph Association Seminar Workshop. Now, I'm just guessing that, you know, when you sign up to go to the American Polygraph Association Seminar Workshop, you're thinking to yourself, you know, I could probably go to a class and then maybe, I don't know, hit up a prostitute. <laughs> I mean, go out to dinner. Go out to dinner. Yeah, I'm in Orlando. You go out to dinner. I mean, what else are you going to do at the American Polygraph Association Seminar Workshop? But so he responds to an online escort advertisement and began a conversation with who was an undercover detective. Hey, are you available tonight? I'd like to come and see you. What is your rate? During the online communication, DePrima agreed to engage in the sexual activities with the undercover detective, but then told the detective, hey, I got spooked. Uh, I see a, I see an ex- I can't do this now. So the next day, he reinitiates the online communication with the undercover detective, who he thinks is the, the prostitute, agreed to come to an undisclosed location to meet the detective. He initially agreed to pay the undercover detective $120 for a half hour of full service. When he arrived at the undisclosed location, he confirmed the arrangement by giving the undercover detective $180 with a multi-pack of white claw hard seltzer. I mean, hello. What else are you going <laughs> to... Then he was arrested. All right, he's arrested and transported to Polk County Jail, where he's released on $500 bond. And, of course, the Cartersville, Georgia Police Department were notified of the arrest. Now, his arrest was part of a week-long human trafficking undercover enforcement operation conducted by the Polk County Sheriff's Office and other law enforcement agencies. 
The purpose of the operation was to identify those involved in human trafficking and arrest those who procure and engage in prostitution. Grady Judd uh, will be releasing more details. This was last week, so I'm sure Sheriff Judd gave his statement. And he's, you know, you're losers and you're out there looking for prostitutes and we will arrest you. That's what we do in Polk County. I can hear Grady saying that. It's okay. I got it, Grady. I love you for that. But as part of this human trafficking, so I would just like to know, I mean, if you're out looking for prostitutes, your argument that it is helps in human trafficking is that if you weren't looking for prostitutes, they wouldn't have to traffic humans to be prostitutes, right? I mean, that's the argument. I question that argument. I question that argument. How stopping this guy with his $180 and his six pack of white claw, how he wants to just, you know, he's at the, uh, what the heck is the name of the stupid event? He was at the American Polygraph Association seminar workshop from Cartersville, Georgia, who wants to hook up with a, a, he could go to the bar and try to get some. Probably would have been better off. Probably should have just gone to the bar, except he didn't want to run into any of his American Polygraph Association seminar workshop buddies. <laughs> so he goes to it. Um, I just, I, I question how that helps human trafficking but i know it's just me hey we had a bigfoot sighting in south carolina too okay i'll get off of that i'm sorry we had a Bigfoot sighting in, in South Carolina. Now, this one, uh, we didn't have any audio or anything like that. It was just like, we saw Bigfoot, and it happened so fast that we didn't get a picture, and you got to believe us, in South Carolina. At the Hunting Island State Park. So they reported that the animal was five or six feet tall, which is... You know, they're usually taller. Maybe this was uh, maybe this was uh, one of the short people Bigfoots. I don't know. Little, little people. Stop. All right. Back off me. I got it. So uh, walking upright, went back into the woods from the roadway. They were unable to take a photo. Uh, they reported the sighting to the park staff and to Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. You cannot cannot not report a Bigfoot sighting without reporting to the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. So the animal had legs about three feet long. This was the human-like jointed knee, dark brown. This was like little people Bigfoot. Yeah. So so be careful in South Carolina because now you've got little people Bigfoots out there. Man, it could be... (laughs) I don't recommend. Do not approach. Man, it could be armed and dangerous. Armed and dangerous. And speak. oh, did you see in, uh, they've got monkeys. I told you this was going to happen. I don't know how many long for the last two years. I told you animals will be attacking. That's what they're doing. We're getting stories all the time. Gators attacking humans. 
uh, which certainly never happened in the past. We've got bears attacking humans, which certainly never happened in the past. And now we've got monkeys. I mean, we monkeys are seriously attacking people, and it's scary out there. Well, now in a Chinese province, they've got monkeys that are uh, climbing the windows and starting to attack people for food because China's got that no COVID policy. So as soon as somebody gets COVID, they lock down a whole area. And the monkeys are like... Uh, uh, where it happened to the people that give us food? Um, we need food, so they start attacking people and tried to break into places. <laughs> so there's like 1,200 of them living in this one park, and they're I mean, don't you don't want to piss them off? Do not piss them off. I don't care what country you're in. You got 1,200 monkeys coming at you. Something bad is going to happen. And I know that in China, that these uh, Macays or Macaws, whatever the hell, I got to screw their name up. They uh, are a national protected animal in China. Um, no. Uh, even in China, man. I mean, you might not have a gun. So, you know, I've probably, you know, you're probably not seeing a monkey attack and you're probably not shooting it. Yeah, you're probably not doing that. But you're pulling out the you're pulling out the steak knife and you're stabbing that bad boy. You're going to town. Or protecting your family? I don't care what country you're in. Now that thing starts attacking you, you are going after it, man. But again, there's twelve hundred of them. <laughs> it's not gonna be pretty. Oh, and I got a new opportunity email yesterday. I am excited because this could be worth a lot of money. Now, they don't say anything in the email about it, about the amount, but I think it could be a lot. Uh, this is from Charles Morgan and Associates. Uh, it says, hello, and my email address. I'm contacting you because you share the same last name with a deceased client of mine who died with his family a few years ago. He left behind a lot of bank deposits with no will to mention a, mention a next of kin. As he recognized, as his recognized attorney, his bank has issued me a notice to provide his next of kin within a short time. Kindly get back to me ASAP as I want to know if you are in any way related to my late client so that your entitlement can be processed and paid to you. I'm trying to get this money released to you before the government declares it unclaimed and sent into government coffers awaiting your response so that I can start work with getting your rightful entitlement to you. Best regards, bar Charles Morgan. Now, it doesn't say how much. I mean, I feel like it's a lot. I feel like it's going to be a lot. And uh, I feel like I need to reply to this. I know, I just want to be clear that there's not a chance in hell I'm going to reply to this. When I read you these emails, okay, I, I want to bad. I want to reply to them, but I just can't. I just can't. These are such scams. It's not even telling me an amount. At least give me the amount. Let me know. This guy died with his family years ago, and he had $18 million in an account that I want to get to you. Send me your email. This is just making me believe, make, putting in my own little, maybe that's the new thing now. Instead of giving me an amount, let me conjure up my own. That's going to be a lot of money. Yeah. A guy died with his entire family. Think about how much money he's got coming. And then, you know, 
I'm going to email Charles Morgan Associates <laughs> and say, hey, Charles, I'm in. <laughs> and before you know it, the $5 that you have saved in your bank account is gone to Charles Morgan. <sighs> Good times. Good times. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.